You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia DeSouz. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. Hope y'all doing good today. I mentioned in another pod, no updates or anything that I can think of, but I mentioned in another podcast how God would repeatedly tell me that I was the delay in all of this. All of this simply meant in all of the things that he told me that were specific promises for my life. The the listen, I don't know what kind of relationship y'all have with God or spirit, all that. I, I don't really know, but I have a deeply personal relationship with with the God that knows me by name. And so I have promises from God that are specific to me and specific to my children and specific to my family. And so that is how I I use that as my compass in life. So when I'm making decisions or when I'm going in a direction, does this really feel congruent with what God has spoken to me? That is really my North Star, if you will. So a lot of times people feel like they don't know which way to go or what direction to go. That is how directionally I can find my way in many instances because I'm checking in with my spirit. But What I was saying about that is when God would tell me that, Letitia, you are the delay in all of this, I really wasn't getting it. And what I was thinking about is I remember when working with my coach and he was telling me, he said, I can tell from working with you. He said that things happen for you very quickly, like you can can manifest things very quickly. So he said, what is your stopping point? Because everybody has a stopping point. And I said, my stopping point is when things happen very, very quickly. It makes me, it it, it can feel almost overwhelming. Like I'm just going to lose my shit. Like when things happen very, very quickly. So he said, okay, now that we know the stopping point, we need a strategy for you to stop stopping yourself. And as I look back Over years and years and years, the thing that has hindered me the most has been hesitancy or second guessing or thinking through or thinking over something so long that I think myself right outside of faith, right? So recognizing that about myself as a pattern, I have been very intentional and aware about making decisions faster and moving the needle forward faster. That being said, I feel like now I'm in an oh shit space where I'm very uncomfortable because the things that I pray for and ask for, it almost looks like as soon as I pray for it, ask for it, think about it, here's the possibility or an opportunity for me to get it. And then it requires me to make a decision to get it done. So I feel like I've just been making decisions left and right, but I've been making them so fast 
faster than I could think myself out of faith or talk myself out of it, and in essence, collapsing time frames. So collapsing the time frame that it would take for me to get something or get something done because I recognize my stopping point and I'm stopping. I'm stopping myself from stopping myself. Does that does that make sense? We all have a thing. We all have a, a thing that we do that will hinder, delay, sabotage the things that we say that we desire. It could be core beliefs. It can be your lack of execution, right? So now that my beliefs are more congruent, I believe that I'm worthy. I deserve it. I'm here for it. Now it's that making those decisions. And here's the thing, the discomfort that comes along with making those decisions. I am deeply, deeply uncomfortable, deeply uncomfortable, so much so that I'm like, I'll give you an example. There was this um, this person that I wanted to, to do business with. Well, I was talking to my stylist. Now, this person is booked and busy, just like never any availability. So I was talking to my stylist who had a consultation with this person and in December, and she was given an appointment in uh, April, right? So I said, okay. So I'm watching this person, you know, just looking for when they had availability coming. And they posted, like, I'm going to have some, some opportunities open. So I booked the consultation with this person, and then I said, okay, let's do it. I had already made my decision that I was going to do business with the person. Now, I made this cons- did this consultation probably last week, and then I said, okay, what time do you have available? He said, well, I have next week available on these days. My heart damn near just went through my throat, like, hold, hold on, because remember, when things happen really quickly, right? I was just like, everything in me wanted to slow it down because it felt too soon. Now, those days that he had available, they didn't actually work for my schedule. But then I I did pick one that was fairly soon, sooner than the one that my stylist had, right? And she had her consultation way back um, two months ago. Do you see what I mean? So a lot of times... When, you know, the Bible says the blessings of the Lord will overtake you, they they like overtaken me, but you have to stand in the discomfort and be like, overtake me. I'm good with it, right? And I'm telling you that while we celebrate blessings, I celebrate, I appreciate, I'm grateful, I'm so thankful. There is still this discomfort that comes along with things happening so quickly, but I am going to stand in it long enough so that it becomes a new normal, okay? I have a whiteboard in front of me, um, a whiteboard that I'm looking at, I should say. I look at it every single day. It has my client's uh, goals up there. It has my personal goals. It has all of that. And so there are five things that I have that are at the top of my my goal list. It ain't no deadlines next to them. I just look at it and it's in, it's just in my view. So in essence, I'm rehearsing my vision every single day, even on a subconscious level, just because I see it, right? Image creates desire and you pursue what you desire. So I just look at this, right? So one, two, three, four, all of these things that are at the top of the list, they'll 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 definitely be done by by March, right? I can move on to the next thing. Then I go to the things that are under there. One of those is in place already. And it takes a little time for that to happen. The time that it would normally take for it to happen, that time has been sliced in half. And I was saying to myself, 
Why would somebody do this? Because I think it's my own process of collapsing time frames. So I'm saying all that to say the time between you praying for something or envisioning for envisioning something or asking for something does not have to be as long as you think. Women say, oh, I'm waiting on the Lord to send me a husband. Let me know when that happens. Like, you mean to tell me you've been waiting for 15 years and he ain't got to your number yet? A lot of things that we think are God's delays are really our own ignorance. And when I say our own ignorance, I mean simply that we just don't know. No other place in life do we just passively sit back and wait on something to come to us but When it comes to a husband, I'm just waiting on the Lord to send me a husband. I'm waiting on the Lord to send me a million-dollar business. I'm waiting on the Lord to send me a lot of things. Make it make sense. I'm waiting on the Lord to make me a wealthy woman when it clearly says that I've given you the power to create wealth, right? The Bible also clearly says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears hers down with her own hands. So you have the ability to build, to create the kind of life that you want, including choosing a partner, choosing a man that you desire to be with. Does that mean that you can't consult with God and say, hey, you know, is this this in alignment, you know, spiritually and all of those other things? Absolutely not. But to sit passively back and just wait on the Lord to send you a husband, hey, I just have a different perspective than that. And I think that a lot of women will be unnecessarily single for a very long time waiting on the Lord to send them a husband. And if that bothers you or that triggers you, okay. Yeah, so there's that. Because I used used to be there. Like, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. It exempted me from any kind of responsibility. It, it, It exempted me from anything that I needed to do to create that when we are co-creators, we co-create with God. We co-create with you know, y'all spirit, y'all universe people, we co-create. So you always have a hand in everything that you want to create and see in your life and in the world. And yet we passively sit back and be like, all right, God, you do the heavy lifting. When I co-create, when I show up and when I do my part, I feel like the favor of God causes time to accelerate, causes me to be favored. You know, I have favor with God and favor with men because I am believing bigger and I'm putting action behind my belief. And so God comes in to meet me where I am in my faith, not just throwing something in my lap because I'm passively sitting around like, God, you do it. Come on now, that, don't, that just don't even make sense. That, that just really doesn't make sense. I want to help people see more of what you say you want to see in your life because it rests within you. It rests within your own lap to bring it into fruition. Man, listen, man, 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 man. And me being the delay in so much, it wasn't because I didn't have knowledge. It wasn't because of that. It was because I didn't have the belief in myself that I was worthy. I said this before, that I was afraid of the responsibility. I didn't have the self-trust. I had eroded self-trust with myself so much so that I didn't really feel like I could handle it. So the responsibility to handle the things that I said that I wanted felt overwhelming for me. So I was shy away from it. 
only when God said you are more than able because I'm strengthened to do it, right? I don't have to do anything that I've been called to do in and of myself. Then I'm like, all right, let's do it. And God meets me where I am every single time. So as I'm a woman of faith, but as much as a woman of faith that I am, I'm also a woman of practicality and a woman of responsibility. And I don't expect to see any effect in my life that I have not put the cause in place for. I'm not looking, listen, we have become these something for nothing people where we think we're going to reap where we haven't sown, when we haven't sown. You might not always reap where you sow, but you will reap what you sow. And so we're sitting around looking for harvest and we have not sown any seeds, any seeds of anything. And we're looking for a harvest saying we're waiting on the Lord. Make that make sense. That's just like you going out in the backyard looking for vegetables, looking for flowers, and you didn't plant no damn seeds. What's going to be out there? Weeds. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. And so we have to begin to plant the seeds and do the work towards the thing that we say that that we desire, and that is anything in life. And I know for me right now, I feel like I pray for an increased capacity. I pray for God to enlarge my capacity. And here's the other thing. I'm going into things without certainty or without full knowledge of everything that I'm getting myself into. Because I don't mean like you just talk about you just fling yourself into something with blind faith. That's not what I mean. But I'm saying I don't know every intricate detail about everything. But instead of thinking about what's the worst that can happen, I think about, okay, what's the best that can happen? You know what? And so I'm like on the edge in many instances because I'm like, whew, um, I did a podcast called I'm Ready to Risk It All. And I'm not the, me and my words, they're one and the same. I'm not the person that gets the privilege to say one thing and live another. So people say this to me uh, frequently, but I had, I, I went out with someone and he said to me, he said, meeting you in person is just like talking to you on the phone. And I was thinking to myself, that's weird. But I remember a client saying, you know what, Letitia, when I met you in person, she says, you're exactly like you are on the phone. And me, you know, I can be slow because I'm with myself all the time. Like, what does that even mean? It means that who you get is who you get. Who I am on the phone, who I am on Zoom, who you see in person. Listen, it's it's just me. I don't, I don't have a, okay, let me be me over here and then let me be this different me. Of course, there's different facets of me, but I am who I am. Now, I forgot where I was going with that, but What I really want to see, what I really want to empower people to do to the best of my ability is live out your dreams, man. Live out your desires. Like so many of us, like you are one decision away from a different life. You are one relationship away from a different life. I was speaking to one of my clients recently and she had on her her thing like her her journal prompt was, what do you want? And I said, hmm, what do you want? I said, but if if I could ask some follow-up questions, it would be like, are you, are you afraid to have it? 
Are you actually afraid to have what you want, what you desire? Are you afraid to have that? Because to have that, the process means that you have to trust people when your trust has been betrayed. The process means that you have to let people close to you when you've isolated people to keep your heart protected. So the disconnect between what you desire and us seeing it, let's ask some deeper questions because... I mean, a lot of people, if you if you just think about it enough, you can come up with what you desire. But can you come up with, I'm going to stay the course, the uncomfortable course, the things that I might have to revisit to get to what I desire? Because this is not comfortable. The, the, this space that I'm in right now is not comfortable, but I'm not going to move from it because I know that God has made promises to me. And so I'm going to seize the promises that God made to me. It's not just about me. It's bigger than me. My mind is on my grandchildren right now. My daughter hasn't even had a baby yet, but my mind is on my grandchildren right now. So while I will eat the fruit of my own labor, my mind is not just thinking about me. My mind thinks generationally. My mind thinks about impact. And so I know that every step that I take forward, whether people are connected to me directly or not, whether people know me personally or not, that every step that I take forward, I liberate somebody else to do the same by my example, by my courage, by my faith right? Whether that is indirectly or directly. So I'm on a mission and it's so much greater than me. Hell, if it was just about me, I might be like, you know what? Let this cup pass for me. I ain't even thirsty because I don't even want everything to come along with this. But no, no, no. There's too much at stake. There's too many other people at stake. My life has not just lived for me. Now, I'm pretty selfish in the sense that, listen, I'm selfish with my time, my energy, my attention. All of those things, though, are to preserve the sense of purpose by which I live my life. If I wasn't selfish, I couldn't show up and do the shit that mattered. If I wasn't selfish, the things that really, that allow me to leave my life prints on people and my life prints in the world and and really the indelible impression that I make in the hearts and minds of people and in the world, I wouldn't be able to do that. So my selfishness is tied to my mission and it's tied to my purpose because then I have the, the mental capacity, the emotional capacity, the spiritual capacity to show up and do what it is that I do. Does that make sense? So for me, going back to what I was saying earlier, to stop stopping myself, that is so important because there's other people connected to me, other people watching me, other people waiting. And then it's like, damn, if you did it, then you know what? I can do it. If you, not that you're comparing yourself to me, but man, I saw what she went through because I don't shy away from telling y'all the experiences of everything that I've gone gone through. And I really wish that I could only share, share things once I've successfully gotten through it. But y'all be right in the trenches with me. I'm sharing it with you while I'm in the trenches, while I'm going through it, while I'm feeling the fear, while I'm dealing with the shits, while I'm triggered, while I'm afraid, right? While I'm just like, God, it's just me. You, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm sharing it in, with y'all in real time. Y'all not just getting no highlight reel. So when you hear me cel- celebrating something, you better fucking believe I'm celebrating it because, listen, I went through it to get there. You know, you have a lot of people to be like, you don't know my story, so uh, something about my glory. I'm not on that, but I, I just like people to see the full picture. I like people to see the full picture, just so you know. I just, I'm not one of those, I got it out the mud people, not, um, uh, what do you call it, not honoring hardship as a badge of honor. No, it's not about hardship. It's not about having this... Um, 
this um, addiction and this lovely relationship with toiling and struggling. It's about you understanding that there is a process to get from where you are to where you desire to be. For me, it was a process of maturity. It was a process of growth. It was a process of accepting responsibility. It was a process of rebuilding self-trust. It was a process of releasing other people from my expectations. It was a process of forgiveness. It was a process of unlearning and remembering who I am, right? That I'm that girl. Not not because of an ego, but because God made me that way. I'm saying it was a process. And so a lot of times people don't understand and and people don't have to understand. But I'm just telling for for those of y'all that listen, this has just been a process and I'm still in the process and that's really okay. It's really okay. Let me shift gears here for a little bit because this just came into my spirit. Even in this process, right, even though I'm talking about a process, the thing that I want to talk about as you go through processes, as you sit in the discomfort of allowing the blessings that you've prayed for to come into your life, I want to talk about this this thing, this obsession and infatuation that we have with struggle. Um, there is a way to walk in grace and ease even in the midst of things being challenging. Like these feelings, they are uncomfortable, right? I have discomfort, great discomfort with uh, things happening so quickly. But there is also a way to walk in grace and ease at the same time. And where I'm going with this is sometimes we don't know how to differentiate just like the processes of things from the mindset of just like toiling and struggling. Like I'm waiting on God 17 years for this, or I'm waiting on God to do X, Y, or Z. A lot of that is a mindset challenge and it has nothing to do with the processes and it has nothing to do with God. A lot of that is simply conditioned thinking. You believe in the like starting from the bottom, now you're here. You believe in like you got to pay your dues. You believe in like you got to work your way up. You got to get it out the mud. And so a lot of your delays come and stem from your mindset, not anything to do with processes. Because when you go through the processes of growth, when you go through the processes of seeing the things that hinder you and shifting those things by taking different actions, you will see those time frames begin to collapse. But when it's always raining on your side of the street, my daughter and I were having a conversation. She was like, man, it's always raining over there. And it was, it was, it was funny the way she said it, but it's like we were speaking about somebody and it's like it's always raining on their side of the street. If it's always raining on your side of the street, God ain't punishing you. God ain't trying to teach you nothing. What glory does God get from you just always struggling and suffering and not having anything that you desire. Tell me how that glorifies God, right? There are processes. There are challenge challenges. There are things that we suffer. And a lot of times that suffering is at our own hands. A lot of times that suffering is because of things that we don't know or because of those mindsets. But if struggle is a mindset for you, you are going to inadvertently delay things in your life because you normalize struggle. I promise you, if it's process and you're going through the process, at some point, you are going to see time frames collapse. You are going to see the things that you pray for desire as you align yourself with 
thinking properly and taking action and putting causes in place to get to certain effects. But if you adhere to a struggle, a toil and struggle mindset, then you will always find yourself waiting. You will always find yourself longing. You will always find yourself lacking. You will always find yourself feeling like people are running circles around you in life. And it is a mindset challenge. And you will be angry with God and you will be angry with yourself and you will be angry with life when it's actually your thought process that needs to be renewed your thought process. Let's think about this. Your best thinking has got, my best thinking has gotten me where I am today. Your best thinking has gotten you where you are to this day in this very moment. And if it's not anywhere close to where you need to be, you need to think differently, to think different thoughts. You need access to information and people that will provoke you, that will challenge you, that will invite you to think differently. So please, let's not confuse that with just like the normal processes of growth and maturity because those are very, very differently. When I say this, this person is going to know what I'm referring to. But I was speaking to somebody and they were telling me about this gentleman who was making a certain income. And this income is by all means below the poverty level. But this gentleman said, this is where God had him. And my heart just really sank. Like, okay, well, if God has you living below the, the poverty level, then then okay, he he should also be able to communicate to you why you're doing that. Like, what 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 what's the what's happening there? Like, what are you what are you doing? How how is that bringing glory to God? How how is that fulfilling your purpose that you don't have the means to do the basic things that you desire to do in life? Like, make that make sense. Listen. It is damaging to your soul. I have said this before. When you do not have the means as a fully abled adult person to do the things for yourself that will meet your basic needs, even the things that you want as a fully able adult person, when you cannot take care of yourself, your responsibilities without... Because listen, here's where I'm challenged with this. If you are living below the poverty level, you are also living in stress. And do you know that stress is the number one killer of people? So God got you on the death track to glorify him? Come on now, that is that is what I'm talking about. That is a toil and struggle, a poverty mindset, and it's just wrapped up in religious bullshit. I'm just going to call it what it is, but it hurts my heart when I hear it because I said in another podcast, it is damn near impossible to give people something that they don't believe that they're supposed to have. So if people believe that they're poor because it's glorifying God, if people believe that they're struggling because somehow that makes them more spiritual, if people believe that they're single because somehow, the, you know, the pickings are slim, the men are in jail, and God just God just hasn't raised up their husband yet. You got to wait on your husband to divorce his now wife so he can get back on the market. Like, come on, now this shit just starts to get ridiculous at some point. But we've been conditioned to do 
everything but think about what we're thinking about. We've been conditioned to do everything but think through. Like some of this shit just doesn't make sense. One thing that I am so thankful for is my daughter came into the world challenging me, challenging things. She would make me think and I would be like, I hate to even say it like this shit don't even make no sense to me when I think about it, right? I'm so thankful that she did that. I've always had that kind of mind, but sometimes we just don't think about what we're thinking about and it just really doesn't make sense. And those thoughts are the very things that are keeping us in prison to what we say that we don't want. Listen, I want everybody to be free, to be liberated in their minds so that you can live out the things, the dreams that you desire. Like, man, we are here for so much more. There is so much more life. There is so much more abundance. There is so much more available than just like struggling from day to day, being stressed from day to day, not knowing how you're going to pay this or do this or do that. Like, man, who... Come on now, why live like that? That that ain't God. That's the other guy. That's the other guy. That's your own conditioned thinking. Either way, we need we we need to do something different. And I'm just inviting you to consider that. I've been on the other side of that. Listen, if I can tell y'all one last thing, I am thankful to God for the people, for situations that God sent my way to help break my mind free. Y'all don't understand how thankful I am to coaches, to people who prayed for me, to for people who labored with me in prayer and for being able to hear the voice of God himself I, and, and for there always being something in me, my spirit saying there is more. I am so grateful in this moment for that. And if you can find that there is more, there has to be more in your spirit, then it means that you're not there and that you're not done and that possibility awaits you. But you got to stop stopping yourself and you got to renew your mind to think thoughts that are congruent with what you desire. And then you got to take the actions. I love each and every one of y'all. Please share this podcast with someone. Um, You never know how it affects or impacts them. Have a beautiful rest of your day.